Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Consulting with Authority. This is Scott Cantrell. Excited to be joined today uh, by the Director of Consulting for Barrett Value Center. Barrett Value Center has been providing cultural leadership and analytics tools and services since 1997. They are a global firm. And I know that Tom Rausch today, my special guest, will have a whole lot of insight that you want to be sure to note. So be sure you have a pen and paper ready to go. Mine is right here next to me as always. Tom, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, appreciate your time today. Thanks for having me, Scott. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Sure, sure. Well, we've talked a couple of times before, and uh, it became clear from our really our first conversation that what you all are doing at BVC uh, Barrett Value Center is pretty unique in a lot of ways, but also very progressive and thoughtful from a consulting standpoint. Uh, your career as well, uh, from the conversation that we had before, is quite impressive. Maybe take a second just to let everybody know a little bit about your background and sort of the origin for Barrett Value Center as well and how, how you have found your way there. Okay, that's a, that's a great place to start. I, I guess the, the, the place to start would be I, I did a master's program in adult education and started out in corporate training and development. And mm -hmm. um, always loved that work when I was very young, um, but realized that to, to, to have the kind of influence I wanted to, I had to get out into the business world. So I went out into a sales career after, after running a sales training organization for automatic data processing. And that led me actually to, um, uh, found my own business. I just, my, my wife had founded, uh, wanted to start developing, uh, kids CD-ROMs. We saw a place in the marketplace. And so we founded our own tech company back in 1995, which was an excellent time to get into tech. I to say, that's a good time to, to <laughs> jump on the wave, Tom. Yeah. And uh, we landed a contract with Panasonic Interactive Media. And 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 then we morphed that company into a, an internet company, rode that wave. Um, a lot of our clients were brick and mortar. We stayed in the children's area, highlights for children here locally in Columbus, Ohio, where we live was a client. Um, we, we really built that up and had a great, great career, had fun running it. Um, but by 2008, we were getting a little burned out Had been, you know, running a business for 13 years and advertising agency came along and said, we really need a, a, a interactive group like you in house. So we sold, we sold that business. Mm -hmm. And after, after the transition that allowed me to like reconnect, I was about 50 at the time and it allowed me to reconnect with what's really important with in my life. And my love, my love been teaching development, training, helping leaders. And now at that time I had the gray hair to be able to step in and, and the gravitas and some experience <laughs> as a business, um, uh, in business and with corporations to be able to step into that role. So in 2008, um, I formed a leadership beyond limits with a partner here locally. And, uh, um, that got into, um, leadership development and culture de development, mm -hmm. which is how I, it. um, I knew I needed to upgrade my tool set at the time. That was like, again, 2008, 2009. And the, the, the consulting industry had dramatically changed about then. Um, appreciative inquiry, which a lot of consultants listening to this might know, which is a constructive dialogue and way to bring whole system change, 
um, had really started to become popular um, um, about 10 years before that. I went up and studied that at Case Western up in, mm-hmm. in Cleveland. Um, uh, the Barrett tools, um, we needed whole system change for culture. And, and Barrett was one of the few tools out there at that time around culture. Um, and I, I looked at what was available in the marketplace and said, this is amazing because Barrett looks at what's underneath the, what you can't see, kind of what's underground, right. the, the yeah. values, the beliefs, the, the methods, and understands that as humans and human systems, which we deal with primarily businesses, um, as human systems, we're all reacting to our basic needs. And mm-hmm. And that's what we value as our behavior. So fell in love with the Barrett tools and built up a practice around um, leadership development and culture change. Uh, got really lucky and lucked into um, landing a large corporate client who told asked me back in 2010, can you do all of this work remotely? Uh, we're spread out across you know eight different parts of the globe and... Mm-hmm our leadership team only gets together once every three years. So if you wow. want us doing trust falls together at a, <laughs> at a conference room, that isn't going to happen except <laughs> once every three years. So right. that forced me to do, um, do things remotely. So which of course, fast forward to now, it really prepared me well for global work um, mm-hmm. done virtually um, and um, hopefully deep transformational work with leaders and culture shifting businesses to their next level of success. And then uh, um, last March, Barrett, who I'd been using their tools and selling their their assessments since 2009, mm-hmm. called me up and asked me if I'd come in and, and open up this new part of the business to um, really start serving the, the largest uh, uh, clients, uh, the, the global movers and shakers who um, quite frankly, if 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 businesses don't get on board with the changes and transformation that needs to happen, um, humanity doesn't doesn't have a very good uh, a good chance. And if and if business does get on board, I have um, no doubt that we will overcome the crises we face right now. So that, that's what I'm committing this last chapter of my consulting career to. Uh, that that is phenomenal. Um, and it, 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 as with so many um, wonderful folks that I've had the opportunity to speak to, uh, the thing that I always find interesting is everybody's path is different. Uh, I guess that's true. That's ubiquitous. That's probably a tautological statement. But the reality is with consultants in particular, the, you might think, oh, well, this happens and then I get into this and I get into this and I become a consultant. And there would be some kind of, uh, you know, consistent path in that sense. And it's just not the case. And I think that's one of the things that makes our industry so rich and vibrant, um, both with opportunity, but also in terms of being able to collaborate and work together because we all have different experiences and different uh, areas of expertise because of our varied backgrounds. And the story that you just shared about your progression and, and coming now to Barrett, where you've already been engaged with the methodology and using the tools over a number of years, and now you're in a position of leadership there where you can affect as meaning, you know, a significant, meaningful change 
yeah. through that company as possible. You okay. you you kind of set this up, and I, I'd love for you to kind of describe it at a high level, not not with necessarily any detail, but in terms of this shift that Barrett is doing and and the work that you guys are trying to to share on a global level this role that you have in director of consulting and and the work that you all are trying to put out there this pivot that you all are making maybe describe that in an overview yeah. way because i think it's i think it's really really important tom um and i think it's really really compelling and and i share we've had this conversation um, but I share that philosophy and resonate with it very much. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about, about it, where you guys are right. headed. Right. Um, yeah. And, and I agree with what you said. It, you, to getting here is it, it, it's funny because it's always a surprise and it's almost never as you planned. Right. But significant things happen. And if you're paying attention and you, and you ride what emerges, that's when great things happen. But yeah. So Barrett, Barrett originally started in 1997 with the visionary Richard Barrett, who really had a vision to transform the way business does business. So all along that's been the purpose and the founding purpose, sure. but uh, I think your consultants will appreciate um, an integral approach to whole system change, whether it's business or government or whatever. If you look at it from an integral four quadrants point mm -hmm. of view, there's a personal leadership journey change, right? Of, of aligning that. And, and then there's a values alignment, which is both your personal alignment and your collective alignment around culture. But then there's also a purpose alignment for the business, what, you know, what is the mission and what is the purpose of the organization? And then there's an important structural alignment. Mm. And I'm guessing people listening to this call probably operate in one of one or two of those areas. Like I think you know, that's, six, I think that's reasonable. Yeah. Safe assumption. Yeah. 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 So six Sigma people are going to be going after making change through structural change. Right. And, and, and folks like me, leadership and culture are going to go be going after that kind of thing. Well, over the years at Barrett, we've realized that we started to um, put too much effort, uh, emphasis in our comfort zone, our comfort zone being leadership development and culture development. And we love that, that corner of the quadrant, right. but yeah. that's, in, that's insufficient because time after time, and I'm sure you, the consultants listening to this will agree you can do a great job with a leadership team and then a new owner comes in or the company gets sold or, you know, something new happens up, you know, this amazing, I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen amazing work happen and it all gets ripped out because all four aspects of structure and purpose and leadership and, and cultural alignment weren't being done together. So yeah our renewed commitment and our pivot is to reclaim what we always had, uh, but had kind of gotten back into our comfortable <clears throat> um, corner in our comfort zone. And now we're looking to really expand and bring on, not only activate more of our own, um, our own network. We have a network of thousands of consultants who's been trained in the Barrett values tools and would love, you know, anybody who's interested to, to want to learn more about that. But yeah. we're also looking at partnering. We have some really strong partners, um, like uh, folks who do work at Barry Waymiller, and you know who've got some amazing offerings there. So what what I'm doing right now, and I've been doing for the last four months, is looking out at the landscape and saying, where can we bring in other consulting firms and other people in our network and people we know are great and help put together 
the full package so that we can go to organizations and confident make this whole system transformation that has to happen. And why we say it has to happen is all business has to adopt a purpose beyond profit and remember yeah. that we're all here to serve society. And, you know, the, the UN sustainable development goals is a big, is a big North star for us. Um, we we've, we've come out with some new assessments to help assess how, how aligned are your culture and your leaders to that, those goals. But that's, that's the problem we're, we're trying to solve right now is how do we activate business to really deliver on sustainable development? You know, some people call it regenerative business or the mm -hmm. circular economy. So um, I hope we're not too late <laughs> because, sure. you know, think things look pretty dire if you listen to the news. Right. But that's 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 where we're that's our north star and and uh, we're putting everything we got into it. Well, I think it's a um, no question. It's a worthwhile mission uh, and effort and objective. And and I think the the note that you just said having a purpose beyond profit, I think, is really important. Um, we've seen societal uh, in society. We've seen you know businesses that. And, and there are good businesses and then there are, there are good examples of this and bad examples of this, but we've seen businesses that have had uh, the, the sole purpose of profit. And, you know, um, some would argue, well, that is the purpose of business is profit. And, and this is where we're not talking about a structural issue. Uh, we are truly talking about a values and purpose issue, something yeah. more foundational than that. And at the end of the day, uh, from a civilization standpoint and from a society standpoint, it it only makes objective logical sense for there to be a purpose greater than profit. Because yeah. if profit is the sole paramount purpose, then ultimately that is, to use the word, that is ultimately unsustainable. Yeah. Uh, if that is the sole purpose, it can be an important factor. It has to be because the business has to continue to operate, right? It has right. to have uh, yeah. resources to do that. But if that's the only purpose and we're only thinking in that short-term mindset, we're not thinking medium-term and long-term and much, right. much further out, then all of a sudden we realize, you know, it, it, that, it, that model is completely unsustainable. Right. It has to shift and it has to shift now has to shift quickly in order for us to get that horizon that we that we want and and can have i think if if we coalesce around around such a mission so philosophically i'm i'm completely on board and um really appreciate really appreciate that way of thinking and i think i will say and and i know you guys have seen this too there are there are very bright signs that there are meaningful executives and leaders and individuals and movements and associations and so forth yep. that understand that as valuable and meaningful and necessary as profit is, yep. and there's no question it is, that that cannot be the end-all be-all because that model is simply unsustainable. If we want to have mean, meaningful um, yep. long-term impact and growth and effect, yep. Uh, yep. then we have to find something bigger than that. And there are plenty of things plenty of things that are bigger than that. So, right. um, so thank you for sharing that. I, I want to, you mentioned your network of consultants, and I think this model is really, really interesting to think about a, 
consulting firm that started in 1997, uh, Barrett's Value Center. And now from its scope and its relationship with consultants all around the world, thousands of consultants sharing this methodology and the processes and utilizing the tools to, to have impact with their clients. Um, at a high level, walk us through that evolution, because I suspect for two reasons. Number one, I suspect there are listeners and viewers who would be very interested in collaborating with Barrett and becoming one of those consultants. And so sharing more about how that process works would be very valuable for them. And then secondarily, this model of, of having valuable, proven intellectual property and being able to disseminate it globally, one person can't do that. A small team can't do that. You really do have to create a movement, so to speak. And I'd be yeah. fascinated to know how, how the company went about doing that. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it is interesting, right? Because it, it literally was started in the basement. I don't know whether, know whether it was Richard's basement or his garage, but it, it literally <laughs> started out of, out of a house. Sure. Um, and with with like a spouse helping out, and then a, and a son helping out, and and I think like a lot like a lot of things evolve. Um, but one of the things I love about Barrett is. Um, they've always been really sensitive to like sensing into what is the smart way to grow this. And they, they did have to initially create the IP and it's quite brilliant stuff that, that shows you how values drive culture and, mm-hmm. and leadership behaviors. But, and then, and at first they were trying to train it all themselves. And then they're like, well, we can't train up enough people to do this. So they started training trainers, right. And right. those trainers. So it, it, um, like most good businesses, it organically evolved oddly into kind of a cooperative system, you know? Okay. So if you, if you, it, it's not a co-op, but you know, it's not legally a co-op, right? It was, it was always designed. Like if we can make our um, consultants successful, if we can provide unique tools that are, are maybe a little different than what's out there in the market and, and bring a lot of value. Um, that's what uh, the, those consultants are, are going to be successful, and they're going to get uh, you know additional business. So mm-hmm. um, that that's that's where we're evolving to now. Is taking is is not only taking our relationship with our current consultants, but other consultants we're bringing in, and helping them help us in a very co-creative way figure out how do we bring whole system transformation, all sides of that quadrant, not right. just our values and leadership stuff, but the other stuff we need, how do we co-create that? And then how do we engage with the big companies, well, big and small companies really in a journey and say, this is a three to five year process to really move to the complete next level of transformation you want to get there and guess what it's probably going to be another three to five year process to the next level after that right if because it's a continuous upward cycle sure think about yourself as a consultant and i know myself as a consultant it was like oh big contract work 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 plenty of food on the table contracts over what do i do now right i'm back out selling so Part of this is the sustainability of the of our consultants is, and and truthfully, uh, you know anybody who's who knows what it takes to move 
a large organization, be it a hundred people, a thousand people, 10,000, a hundred, and we are working with some organizations that, you know, half a million people. Yeah. You don't, you don't move that overnight. No. Right. Right. So why not, why not enter into alliances and agreements that say, let's partner for three to five years. Right. And, and work with your leadership team over that time and measure your culture every 18 months. And, and you know, work with your your internal staff on all of the um, personal and leadership development that needs to be done. So that's that's part of how we're trying to continue to evolve. What we've been doing is to um, is to give people the the story that will help people engage in that that story. Because bottom line, culture is is probably the hardest thing to copy so Hmm. in in essence it is it is probably your best competitive advantage because it's the hardest to copy yeah um so um and and then when you understand the money to be made in doing business the new way like one of the things i'm really excited about is like my one of my long-term clients actually co-wrote a book called the circular economy handbook Okay. Which, yeah. which which they identified four point five trillion dollars worth of of low hanging fruit savings wow. just to be just to be made by squeezing the waste out of the system. Sure. Yeah. Right? Wow. So so <laughs> it makes good business sense to do it that way, right? Yeah. So, um, but a lot of people don't know that happy part of the story. Like um, um, a lot of people don't know that because of the disruption that's going on in the economy and because of artificial intelligence and um, the fact that solar and wind have become cheaper than gas, you know, and, and oil. Um, luckily, the of what we've been able to achieve is actually making it possible for the first time. We believe it's the dawn of a new age where every being on the planet could have food, water, shelter, good education, yeah. You know, ba- basically the American dream, the, the, the data, the people at, who look at the data say that living that kind of um, good lifestyle for everybody on the planet, even with 8 billion of us, and it could be supported up to 20 billion wow. for, for the equivalent of a couple hundred dollars USD a month. So, but it's amazing. So, so the scientists and the people, technologists who understand all this stuff way better than I do. <laughs> say that it's not really the obviously we have challenges to to you know get on top of the problems of, that that we're seeing right now um, quickly but the real challenge that the people who know this stuff say is we switch the mindsets mm-hmm. of, the, of the people at the top who might want to cling to the old way of doing it yeah. Rather than embrace the new story. The truth is that the new story is out there for us. It's within reach. And part of it is we got to tell that story because a lot of people don't know that and have kind of given up. Yeah. And have kind of said, who am I? What can I do? Will it all make, will any of it make a difference in the long run? And the truth is yes. And we, yes, it will. And, and we must act now. Yeah. I, I think that's phenomenal. And, and thank you for, uh, framing it in that way, specifically talking about the network of consultants and and the role that each one of those individuals plays, right? And how meaningful that is. 
I, I will tell you just from echo what you just said, sometimes when I'm working with an organization, um, even if it's a incredibly successful project, which fortunately most of them are, but uh, you look at you look at the effect that you're having and it's meaningful for that individual or for that organization and you want to have a bigger, broader impact. But how the question is, how do you make that happen? Um the, the reality is every impact that's positive is is a step in the right direction. I think what you guys are are properly framing is if we're thinking more holistically in these four quadrants, for instance, um, and we're not siloing and just looking at one of them, but we're looking holistically at all four simultaneously. Maybe one takes a priority here or there, but we've got to we've got to raise all ships at the same time uh, right. in order to get this result that we want to achieve. And the resources are available for us yep. to do that. The technology is there. The knowledge is there. The expertise is there. It's all available. We just have to bring it to bear. And the only way we can bring it to bear is when that decision maker, that executive, or that leader's mindset is focused in that way. The realization that I heard you allude to or, or basically just say is when profit is no longer the top level objective, we can get more of it. That's right. Yeah. And, and that's the counterintuitive. That's the counterintuitive realization is if we want to be more profitable, then we we don't make it the king and yeah. we can suddenly do more good and do better at the same time from a financial standpoint. Right. Well, when you think about um, when you think about life, mm-hmm. you know, life always finds a way, right? Life, life always finds a way. And life looks at everything holistically. So the problem with our old linear viewpoint of business, our old take, make, waste point of, vis- right. of, of way of doing business is we didn't admit the environmental impact and didn't account for like what we took out of the earth or what we the took cost. out of the air or what yeah. we put back in the air. And we didn't measure um, the other side of it. We didn't measure the, the, the environmental side of it and we didn't measure the societal side of it. Right. And and we have to measure. And in fact, some people are just calling it completing capitalism, right? So finance profit, we measure the heck out of that. Yeah, you know, we we have whole areas of expertise on that. But how do we measure our impact on society, which is really critical? Because and that's what really makes it sustainable, and that's where the 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 new profit comes from. Because that's right. That's that's support. And on the planet side treating the environment as the what it is a precious resource that can't be wasted i mean there's maybe 40 more years of topsoil left and yeah. you know we we've really we've really come close to the edge there now luckily you read some of the new science stuff like i would encourage people to go to rethinkx.com um who's 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 got some really smart guys and they talk about the 10x disruption but mm-hmm. they in there point out how agriculture um uh, believe it or not, we're to the point where we're going to be making our food out of ones and zeros. You know, we're going to be able to take some some cells from the best Kobe beef, and we can have all the Kobe beef we want to eat and not have to grow cows to do it. Now that yeah. freaks a lot of people out. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Right. But but the truth is, is our science can yeah. save us. Yeah. Yeah. Can solve all of these things that people look at and go, but these are unsolvable problems. They're not unsolvable. They're right. they're it's do we have the mindset shift 
to make it, it happen, which relates to your business, which I love so much is why we originally started talking together is what is that narrative and what is the story? Yeah. Because in the end, this is just all stories that we tell ourselves. A hundred percent. Absolutely. And, and the, w- with this idea of, of a mental narrative or a mental, and I say mental, but it doesn't have to be just mental. It can be emotional. In fact, largely yeah. is an yeah. emotional driven, emotionally driven mindset, as opposed yeah. to just a mental construct that we've created, the emotionally driven construct of a story that we tell ourselves or a narrative, a belief system that we have. We then wrap that in all of the data points that support that emotional point of view. And all of a sudden it congeals and it becomes hard and concrete and something that's very difficult for us to to start to dissect and pull apart and 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 shift and so not to be too abstract there but i think that's a really important point and this is this idea of a mental narrative obviously from being a marketing person and a a brand positioning person in terms of what i do i think about it through that filter but if we just think about a given human being and their belief system or their values that they have being emotionally driven from all the different yep. experiences and inputs they've had over their time. And then the data points that they, that they get externally or that they create uh, or that they filter through their own set of filters. It becomes this, this mindset, right? In the very truest sense of the word, that, that mind is set on That's a particular right. set of beliefs and values. And to, to start to pull that away or alter that, that requires a very um, a, a heavy lift. It requires a meaningful yep. shift. And the the good and bad and maybe ugly about that is that the world right now is having a very meaningful shift. And it doesn't matter. You know, I'm I'm speaking very apolitically here, right? It doesn't right. matter what what your political agenda is. The reality is, I think one thing we can agree is there's there's significant chaos in the world, and we prefer there not be. Um, Now, how we go about solving those problems, we can debate, but I will say at the core of it, and this is true for me to an extent, just like it's true for anyone to an extent, we have to be willing to shift our thinking. We have to be willing to evolve around our mindsets that are frankly far too traditional and antiquated. And we have to be willing to embrace, yes, the science, yes, the technology, but frankly, just a new way of thinking. Um, and if we're unable to make that shift, then, you know, it, it doesn't look too promising. Here is the fortunate thing. And it goes back to exactly what you said, right? This, this, this classic line from Jurassic Park, which is life always finds a way, you know, the human condition is quite resilient and quite robust. And if there's anything that we have successfully been able to do over the millennia, it is evolve and adapt. Um, And sometimes that's a very difficult shift to make and it costs us a lot to make that shift. Um, And it's, and I won't ever say that it's easy, but it is something that we have proven ourselves to be capable and competent and able and willing to do over, you know, hundreds and thousands of years. So there's no reason why we, we can't or won't do it this time. It's just, what is it going to cost? And, and who are going to be the leaders to help make that shift happen? And what does, and to your point, the, the point you just made, which is what does that narrative or story look like? And I think the answer is we have to, I think part of the answer is we have to certainly make sure people understand the consequence of continuing along the path. 
the pain and consequence and true results of what happens if the status quo continues. Because really what we're talking about is we're talking about transforming uh, or or removing the status quo, right? Destroying the status quo and moving yep. into a new level of, of, yep. of, of success or achievement or whatever we want to call it. And, and so there, there has to be this conversation around consequence. At the same time, I think from a marketing standpoint, maybe even a human condition standpoint, we focus way too much on consequence and pain. Now, it's from a marketing standpoint, it's understandable why we do that. Here's the marketing right. lesson for the day that everyone already right. knows. And that <laughs> right. is that people respond and they change their behavior more when they're, when they're threatened with pain or negative consequence than when they're moving toward pleasure. But I think we have to aspire to, um, to be better. I think we have to yep. show not, not a utopia, but, but we have to show what the world can be yep. um, and, and get people to aspire to something better. And right. that's when, in my opinion, uh, that's when humans and society is at its strongest. It's not when we're running away from fear or running away from something we're scared of or, or pain. It's when we're aspiring to be something greater. That's um, right. And, and that's when we can make these big leaps that you're talking about. And, um, and that's the nature, I believe, of what Barrett is doing. Uh, again, just to go back to this philosophical structure around these four quadrants. It, yes, we have to be aware of the consequence. And yes, there's pain if we don't change. But what we're really talking about is this aspiration of what could be. Right. And do you want and, to be part of that or not? Yeah. And telling that positive story. I mean, my eyes, again, really opened when I read the RethinkX.com stuff on rethinking humanity is like oh wow this really is possible and, and everything fell into place for me and then of course barrett calls up and offers <laughs> this opportunity to step into this bigger role right and the other thing that's uh, two points of, of listening to you is um life always finds a way and life will always bring you crisis if you're not paying attention if sure. you're too if you're too concretized in bad habits and bad Absolutely. And, and thinking that no longer serves you which is what's going on and which is why people are waking up but you also talked about you know human beings and and in the end business is a human enterprise you know it's made so up true. of human beings it's business is really nothing more than human beings talking and agreeing to do things together i mean it's 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 a human it's a human enterprise and human beings are physical. We're our bodies. We need our basic needs met. We need air, water, food. Um, we are mental, right? We need mental stimulation and all of this great stuff, all of that these really smart people are inventing to, to help save our planet is, is a lot done from our logical point of view. Sure. But we're also emotional, right? And right. that's where the storytellers in our life can call us to that next level of meaning. And right. lastly, I would say, you know, we're spiritual, you, you know, whatever word you want to use, right. there, we're all called to higher meaning. And this goes all the way back. Barrett's model aligns all the way back based on Maslow's hierarchy of human needs. Right. But it dates back to Socrates and Plato and what they called eudomenia, which is man's search for meaning i mean victor frankl mm -hmm. talked about it yep. in, that, in that great book about man's search for meaning we and anybody who gets to be 40 50 years old starts to realize why am i doing this work and it's like that's the purpose beyond profit right am i you know do i do i need one more boat or you know or, <laughs> or you know or even if you're not there if you're just struggling to feed your family it's like i want work that has meaning to fulfillment so, right yep so we're we're doing some work along there at Barrett too. We're coming out with a new um, 
employee well-being assessment that we think goes a step beyond engagement, mm-hmm. which was a, which was about um, helping people um, put their strengths to work, which is really really important. But beyond that, we want fulfillment. We want people to to feel excited to get up and I'm excited when I get up and and go to work every morning and everybody should have that opportunity. It doesn't have to be in a glamorous job. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen janitors excited to go to work because they had the right, had the right mindset and, and uh, you know, appreciation for life. So that the whole idea of treating systems, people and systems, I mean, business has been created as a legal person. We're physical, mm-hmm. real people, but business has been created as a as a legal person, and we need to treat it as this physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual entity because that's what it is. Because that's what it is. Because it's made up of beings of that are all those things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, right, and and you know that's a great, that's a fantastic metaphor, and I think that is a great part of the story that that has to be told is that business is uh, again to use the cliche but i think it's appropriate is a li- living breathing um yep. organism not just an organization but an actual organism and the reason that's true is because the cells of that organism are people um yep. and so if we're not if if a given organization wants to hit its peak performance and aspire to something greater, at the same time avoid all the pitfalls and consequences and right. pain that would otherwise come, then yeah, it, it we just like our own bodies, our own physical bodies, or our own uh, experiences as humans. If we only yeah. focus on the physical and we ignore the mental, the emotional, the spiritual, we're going to struggle. If we yeah. ignore the emotional and only focus on the others, we're going to struggle. Yeah. It is a it is a coalesced. Um, peace and and we yeah. have to think about these things holistically one yeah. one individual one one given consultant doesn't have to be an expert on all areas no. uh, that's why all of us exist is because we all have different areas of expertise and that's the thing i love about what you're doing at ferret is you're bringing these people together and you're bringing these tool sets together that allow for a holistic treatment of an organization um to help them move beyond what they have been to become something greater, greater for the organization itself, but greater for the players within that organization. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, let's back up one step here. Um, and then I want to go one more place before we have to wrap up our conversation, but this has been really, really insightful and eye opening already and a little different than our normal interviews, but I think it's really, really important for this type of conversation to be had, especially in our world of consulting, because consultants, we are the change makers. Uh, right. or at the very least, we are the change stimulators. Right. Um, it's our clients that make the change, uh, but we help stimulate and guide and direct and navigate them. And so it's really, really an important role and not just a role, but a true responsibility we have to yep. make sure we're leading individuals and organizations in the right direction. Uh, describe for me the the nature of the network of Barrett. How how are those relationships created? Maybe going a little bit tactically here. You don't have to get into the the details and the weeds, Tom. But how does that relationship happen? Does someone come to Barrett and say, "I'm interested in utilizing your tools"? And there's a licensing arrangement. Does do they have to go through an application process? What what does that uh, tether and that connection look like between Barrett and a given consultant? Yeah. So. Um... 
and and I'll I'll only speak to what we've done traditionally. Things sure. are going to be changing a little bit as we move forward, and we're trying to figure out more ways to open more things up. But mm-hmm. our traditional way of 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 people working with us is to come get certified in the use of our tools because mm-hmm. it's, it's basically like 40 hours of instruction right. to really understand how to use these assessments and and culture culture diagnostics analytics and then transformation is a complex animal you know <laughs> it's, right. it's not it's not an a you know it's not one plus one equals two it's, right. it's much more complex than that so so we do require um a certification license in that and mm-hmm. uh um, typically, but people are coming from all over. I mean, we have life coaches come who just want to take on our leadership thing because our value, our leadership values tools go deeply. We have OD and HR people come because they want the culture piece mm-hmm. of what we have and, uh, and we can help them make, make change that way. But like I said, I'm looking to expand even more. And some of, some of our leaders are like specialized in finance. So we have people who are taking this stuff and using it in finance. And um, there's, a, there's a whole movement in ethics and compliance to mm-hmm. move away from rules-based compliance to values-based ethics. Wow. So, so you can pretty much name the function, the role, any type of, of consultant can come to us, I think, and find something valuable to use in the Barrett tools. And we hope to expand that even more. And like I say, we're looking for more and more partners to come in and help us make this, this holistic change that we want. But yeah, all they would need to do is, is we have a ton of information on our website at Barrett, Barrett values at valuecenter.com. Okay. It's values center spelled the, the European way because we are global and we and, uh, had a UK uh, basis, but yeah, valuecenter.com and you can learn all about our assessments and how you might get in touch with us. And, you know, anybody who's listening to this, if they want to reach out to me at Tom at valuecenter.com, I'm happy to, I'm happy to have some conversations with folks too, but that, yeah. that would be the best way to, to um, reach out and, and get involved. But yeah, it's very gracious for you to offer your direct email. And I, and I would encourage people to go to the website, valuecenter.com. Center is, uh, as Tom mentioned, C-E-N-T-R-E.com uh, and check it out. There's also a wealth. You guys have a fantastic set of, of just available resources there that kind of paint the yep. picture for how you guys think about what you do and your philosophies and on all different areas yep. and topics. And so people can get a real good understanding for the flavor of the work that you do and how you do it yep. just from those resources. Um, we, have a, we have a free personal values assessment they can look for on there too, that something like 30,000 people a month download and, uh, and use. So it's really valuable to use. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I've, I've been through that as well. And it, it is, it is quite insightful, very simple, but, yeah. uh, but you don't have to answer a whole lot of complex yeah. questions to get meaningful insight. And that's yeah. what you guys have figured out and have done there. So it's really, really nice uh, tool. Um, as we come to the end here, a question I always like to end with is, and this can be a per, this can be personal, can be professional, can be a combination of both, Tom. Um, and we've probably talked around some of these just in our conversation here, but top lessons learned over your career that maybe would be beneficial for our listeners and viewers to 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 know if they haven't you know thought about them before, or yep. in, in the case of of so many of us. We have to hear things seven, eight, 10, 12 times <laughs> before they really coalesce and become part of that mindset we were talking about earlier. So yeah. lessons learned from your your uh, personal uh, personal and professional life. 
I think one thing that popped to mind when you were talking about how all our paths are different, everything that personally great happened to me and and life transforming was totally unexpected. And I was just paying attention at the time. Sometimes I got Mm -hmm. slapped across the face to to, to have to, to have to get that attention. But um, I would say that emergence and, you know, for all of us consultants on the, on the listening to this is that paying attention to what wants to emerge it's, it's way less us creating it. I believe the older I get, the more I think life happens through us rather than by us. So I'm, I'm way less into trying to control and manufacture things happening. And I'm way more paying attention to what is, what is wanting to emerge. Cause I think that's how we align with life. For me, purpose was the defining call. When I discovered my life's purpose, um, and I actually downloaded my mission as to, to make business an agent of world benefit. Um, mm. That that changed everything in my life when I when I hit fifty, and I I realized, oh, that's what I'm on the planet to do. So that aligned me with Barrett. That aligned me with another purpose group that I'm aligned with. That aligned me with conscious capitalism, mm-hmm. because guess how many people are out there with that shared mission to make business and agent a world benefit. And yeah, as a consultant, a and whether you're a solopreneur or in a small firm or whatever, we need to know who our tribe is. Absolutely. Right? And there's more and more of us out there. It could be storytellers wanting to sto- you know, tell that new story. So getting clear on your North Star, and, um, and that's also when the world starts to unfold in front of you. It seems to me that the more aligned on purpose I am, the more things happen naturally for me. Yeah. And then I think our duty in, in like being the best consultant we can be and showing up as the best human being we can be and, you know, grandfather and parent and, and spouse um, is, do you have daily practices? And I don't care whether it's meditation or prayer or mm-hmm. exercise or, you know, eating healthy taking care of yourself and having a conscious. And for me, a lot of it's around how do I stay open to new perspectives? How do I avoid my biases? Mm -hmm. How, because, because I'm stepping into this bigger role of trying to coalesce a whole bunch of really smart people. I, one of the things I love about my job is I know I'm never the smartest person in the room anymore (laughs) because, because I'm gathering in, but how do I, you know, stay open to those perspectives and not get stuck in my own concrete sure. stories. Right. Sure. Um, so, so I personally am a huge believer in daily, I call it micro learning. It's like what mm-hmm. every, every morning I'm setting some goals around how I'm going to show up specific things I'm going to accomplish bigger areas like, oh, I, I really want to get some feedback today on this aspect of how I lead. So I'm going to ask a few people. So I rediscovered that a few years back. And it's I've, I swear I've been learning more in the last few years at age 60 than I was for a lot, much of my 40s and 50s when I thought I knew it all. Yeah. And so, so having that humility and that daily practice kind of I got more to learn and, and, and I'm going to learn something today. Right. Uh, just setting that intention makes a huge difference. Um, 
I think those are all fantastic. I wrote them all down. Uh, and they're certainly all things that, that, uh, I could do better at and, 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 and working to refine on my, in my own life and my own career. So thank you for, thank you for that. I know they'll serve, um, everyone who's paying attention, uh, Tom, <laughs> to use, to use your note. Um, listen, I, I can't say thank you enough for your time and your expertise and, and the, the vibrant conversation, not to mention uh, just how much personal appreciation I have for what you all are doing um, at BVC uh, from an objective and purpose and mission standpoint. I think it's, as I said at the very beginning of the, of the interview, I'll reiterate it. I think it's, it's really important work and, and it's, it's essential necessary work. Um, and so I would, I, 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 I will hope to continue to be an advocate and a disciple of what you guys are doing. And, and I would encourage uh, everyone watching and listening to, to learn more about the objective and, and mission that, that Barrett is on. Maybe you can come alongside them and be a part of that. But either way, um, I think we, whether we know it or not, we're all on this mission together. Um, and so the more intentional and strategic and structured we can be around achieving those goals, the better it is for everyone. So, Tom, again, thank you for your time and your expertise. I'm looking forward to uh, I'm looking forward to our next conversation. Thanks, Scott. Thank you for listening. I hope you got a ton of value out of this episode. And before we go, I want to thank the sponsor of our show, Smart Solutions Media. Smart Solutions Media empowers business owners, consultants, and other independent professionals to easily attract better prospects and transform them into long-term clients. If you're a B2B consultant or service professional and would like to start filling your pipeline with better quality prospects, visit us on the web at smartsolutionsmedia.com to learn more about what we can do to help you. Be sure to complete this short two-minute accelerated growth scorecard you can find on the website and you'll receive a complimentary strategy session where we'll give you specific insights and recommendations to help you attract high value clients. Until next time, make sure you are consulting with authority.